Welcome or welcome back to the Dad's Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Brooklyn Ridgeway, and this is my dad, Lonnie Ridgeway. Yeah, yeah. No. What up? I can't change it up. I gotta keep it. What up? What up? What up? I feel like we should change the intro. The intro's getting a little boring. Is it? What do you think? After 40 episodes, it's getting a little boring. What do you, you know what? Shout out to, we're coming up on 40 episodes. Do you have any ideas of what to change it to? Yeah, Can we you should stop do- rubbing your feet together? Ashiness. You're ashy. You know how the... Did you hear how the fire started on Hillside? No. Stop. Is, is I didn't know what <laughs> Your ashy feet. <laughs> That's just messed up. All right. Got a special episode today. Yes, um, we do. But before we do, I just want to, first of all, give a shout out to our sponsors, Elevated Oats. That's the show sponsor. Dot com. Um, yeah, if you're interested in anything that they have to offer, go to elevatedoats.com. They're on. selling them at the yogurt lounge now. They are. They're in a lot of stores now. But another thing is, is that I thought about if you put your granola in your ice cream. Yeah, it's good. They sell granola, if you did not know. Uh, but you can order it online. It can come to your front door, elevatedoats.com. Use the Dad Stop coupon. Dad 15% Stop. 15% off if you, pour, if you would... Like to purchase your order online, but there's also little mini ones at cars too. So D A D S T O P, but you can only use that online. But I do want to get into this episode. Uh, I don't know if you are paying attention to the news. Today is Tuesday, Tuesday, May twenty fourth. And if you were watching the news today, there was a a crazy thing that happened. Tragedy. A tragedy that happened, and I think it's a good discussion point. And so we had a episode that was made and ready to go and uploaded for tomorrow. But when this happened, I was like, you know what? We might as well do this and push the other one out to next week. Um, But Brooklyn, take it away. What's going on? What happened in the news? Okay. So um, what happened today was there was a shooting in Texas at Robb Elementary School. Mm -hmm. Anything else? (laughs) And the shooter allegedly shot 19 kids and two teachers 19 kids two teachers yeah and 18 of the kids died and two of the teachers died yeah super sad and the other sad thing is it's between the ages the kids were between the ages of i don't know what ages but it was six to 14 six to mm, no they were second to fourth grade right no second to fifth grade for 14 years old isn't fifth oh. grade unless you've done flunked a couple of times okay Maybe like either way, six to nine, ten. Yeah, either way is super sad, and hearts and, and prayers and all that goes out to the family. All the families. You know, I do want to read something. Actually, before I, pu- I pulled up, go ahead. What 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 questions you have? What thoughts do you have regarding that? Okay, so well, I don't really have any questions for you. I just have like things to say. Okay, let's let's talk about it. Go. One of the things that really hits the core of my heart let's say is that these the guy that shot up the school they um they said that some of the parents knew him from family's friends Mm -hmm. and they said that he had really bad anger problems and all of this stuff and the thing is is that he killed his grandma with his truck or i think he did i think he like hit something and then like 
flipped over his truck and then his grandma passed away and, and he left her there. I thought he shot his grandma. No. Oh, he did with the truck. Okay. And then um, he went over to the school and had armor on him. Yeah. So this had to be some type of like planned out, right? Definitely planned out. Right. For sure planned out. Why does it make you, why does it pull out your heartstrings? Because I mean, imagine like little kids, like little kids, like my cousins. Mm-hmm. I I don't even know like what the parents are going through because they said that when the parents ride outside, some people were, a lot of people were still in the building. Like they didn't, they couldn't tell whether their kids were alive, dead, you know, injured, wound. Yeah. That's sad. They showed up at the school and they don't, they have no idea what's going on. One guy that they were, one guy was asking the news lady. He, he was just asking around as he's walking up. He's like, you see my daughter? And they were like, no, we, we don't know anything. And he was like, well, where's the funeral home at? Like the fact that he had to ask that for his 10 year old daughter, or however old she was, it's crazy. They did not expect that to happen. This is the thing that frustrates me about it. This is where it's at in my book, right? I think everybody has to draw the line. And to me, you... Um, children are the most vulnerable and then there's develop me disabled there's elderly there's women and then there's the Dallas Cowboy fan I'm joking and then and then there's uh yeah and there's the rest that's where it falls but to take advantage and to um take the lives and to go into a school where literally three of the five Possibly two of the, I mean, because schools have a lot of development disabled kids too. They have a lot of programs to take advantage of those and take away their lives. It just kills me right inside. And also to know that premeditated, and this kid was 18 years old. Um, at that point, this is where I struggle with. Let me back up. Is where the line is between a kid being a kid and a kid being 18. 18 years old. You're an adult. You're an adult. You know the difference between right and wrong. And this is definitely wrong. Definitely, definitely wrong, right? He was a predator. That's what a predator does. A predator seeks things out. They seek harm towards people. They they seek to take advantage of people that can't defend for themselves. He was definitely a predator. And so one of the arguments that brings up is um, gun ownership, right? Mm. I don't really have a strong argument for gun ownership as far as what type of guns. But I do think it's very important to make sure that we're um, understanding the laws and passing laws and pushing forth things to make sure that it's it as hard as possible for not anybody to get it, for anybody to get a gun. There should be checks and balances. I think there should go through processes, checks and all that stuff. Definitely. Like, what's, what's up with all these teenagers blowing up things? Let's talk about that for a second. Something else I have frustrated with. They think, I don't say they think, a lot of people would say, what do you think? Let me ask you that. Like, what do you mean, what do I think? What do you think about the teenagers blowing up things? This, a week and a half ago, was a Buffalo shooting. The kid was 18. Um, this kid was 18. There's been, I think this is the 27th school-related shooting this year, or in the last fiscal year, or, or the last 365 days, whatever it is, in the last year, school year. That's crazy. What do you think about that? I don't know. I think it's just kind of like, I really, I really hope I'm wrong, but I feel like it's just kind of our, something with our generation. What do you mean? Like, 
in your generation, right? Not a lot of people were on their phones all the time. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people were influenced by stuff on social media, like the devious lick or, you know, like what other like like the weird challenges that they have on social media. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like whenever, so someone could take this, and this is a serious thing. Someone could take this and put it as, let's say something funny on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. But then people get inspired by that, like just influenced by that. And I think that if we keep like just making this more like, oh, like this happened, yeah, this is normal, then it's just going to become more and more normal. So what do you do about that? How do you address that? I don't really know because, I mean, I don't know. You don't know? Any ideas how to address that? I, You know, I honestly, I was thinking about this. I didn't even think about the being inspired in social media, but, and I don't even know if it's necessarily your generation. I don't know. I have, I have so many, so much confusion and thoughts about everything that's taken place. I definitely think that media has a thing to do with it. I do not like the argument that um, all of this, and this is not everybody. I know not everybody has this argument or not every psychological professional, psychology, psychologist, whatever you say. But they say that COVID had such an effect on people that it's causing kids to do this. I don't really see that. What do you think about that? What's your response to that? I mean, yeah, COVID was hard on a lot of us. I mean, especially me since being the only child and stuff. But I don't think... Oh, here we go again. You know what? Can you... Okay. But I don't see how COVID from just like isolating from people. Like, I know that's tough because I'm, uh, especially me, I'm a uh, like a social person. But I just don't see how people being in quarantine can cause teenagers who just turned adults. You know, people go crazy when they're turning adults because I know when I'm older, I'm leaving. I kind of push you on my that. household until you're 35. Sh- no. Anyways, but I think that I don't I just don't get the whole it's covid thing. I think it's just kind of a part of being more mature. So you don't think that that's a valid excuse? No. I don't. I'm in agreement with you. I don't think that's a valid excuse. I do think this. I think and this is why we're not necessarily so strict on you, but this is why we're in your business a lot and we have um a lot of say and who you hang out with and where you go is I think that as parents and just as people who um, are watching over kids or whatever, when you have all these little things add up and create a big monster, right? So yeah, COVID might be a little tiny piece that opened up the door for him to be bored and sit there and have his phone. Now, if parents have are unchecking internet and not having, you know, checks and balances or boundaries on internet, a kid is on the internet and they're on the internet all day. They can look up whatever. Um, I don't know necessarily for this kid, but you know, the other kid for the Buffalo shooting, he was on chat rooms that were inappropriate that were talking about shooting people and killing people and all this stuff. I don't care who you are. You sit there and you watch that stuff enough. It's going to have an impact on you. So they're not, and I'm not saying this kid specifically, but I'm like, okay, COVID's one thing having checks and balances on your internet and stuff, who you hang out with, right? Is is a big thing and what you're going to get into, you're about to say something. Yeah, another thing is that you could you could tell that this kind of leads into like the Massachusetts. I mean, why do I keep saying that? The Buffalo shooting mm-hmm. is that the 18-year-old 
like, like he streamed it from live Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. Not, it's not a very, I mean, it's a popular app, but it's not a very popular app. So he had to be, I would, I would say, on the internet, you know, looking and just thinking about what could I live stream? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he had to be on the internet. Like if I were to look on live stream, the first thing that would pop up, that wouldn't, I wouldn't, like the first thing that wouldn't pop up into my mind is, oh, I could live shooting you know stuff like that so you had at least be on there for kind of a while to think about that i feel like. what do you what do you think the effect of are on what am i saying i can't I even know. talk right it lifts the teeth the tip of the tongue the lips the teeth okay what do you think the effect of is what do you think <laughs> games such as um grand theft auto and those violent games like that right? oh what do you think the effect of those games are on kids your age or even in situations like this. Because, so while you're thinking about that, you know, these games, these virtual reality games, they're literally, like, they have this virtual reality where they're going around, they're shooting people, and they're creating havoc, and they're living a ruthless life without any consequences. On some of these games, they're able to rape people, they're able to, to shoot people, steal stuff, all this stuff. You don't have any consequences on the games. What do you think the effect is of that in, in real life? Do you think that affects people? Do you think that messes with their fantasy? Do you th- what do you think? Um, I It kind of just depends on the person and the maturity level and things like that. That's why I think that you shouldn't be letting your six-year-old son play those games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not like being strict, I think. It's just being like... You're not really ready for this yet, and this could cause problems in the future. Huh, that is so wise for you to say that. You're not really re- I just want to quote you. So you're, you? You're, no, hold on, hold on, because I think that's very profound what you said. So you're saying parents are able to look at their kids and say, you're not really ready for this. This can cause problems in the future that you just can't see yet. Is that what you're... Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure you... Okay, go ahead. Anyways, but I think that... I mean, it could have an impact on like things the way that kids could see but i feel like if they're at a mature age to be doing that and knowing what's wrong and right Mm -hmm. then i mean it'd be it's not okay like for the game to do that but like it's there's so much um statistics and studies around like your brain is still growing right and it's still forming and what you're exposed to and how much media you're exposed to and what you're doing has a, a, a stronger effect on you at your age than it would on me at my age. So you and I can be looking at the exact same thing, same amount of time, and it will have a bigger effect on you just because your brain is not fully fun- or not fully growing, functioning sometimes. <laughs> I'm just joking. But not fully, it hasn't fully developed yet. And so one thing that you said parents understanding like you know your kid's not ready for this so they shouldn't be the longer you can prolong kids having access to certain things um or trying certain things the longer you can prolong that the better it is for the kid in the long run and the more likely it won't negatively affect them that's actually drugs and alcohol too one of the studies show i know that's not a drug and alcohol topic but one of the studies a lot of studies show that um Early access to drugs and alcohol leads to a a life more likely to experience addiction. I'm talking about drugs like kids Tylenol. No, I'm Not just kidding. kids Tylenol, but yeah, 
Another thing that really hit home on the, I don't, I don't know, um, what I was reading is that there was this little girl and she saw a gun being pointed at her friend and she stood in front of her friend and got shot. Really? Yeah. You read that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that that little girl had more something in her that was tougher and stronger than that shooter. I tell you that. That's inspiring. I'm actually, one of the things that's really, not cool, I hate to say cool, but interesting when it comes out of stories like these is some of the heroic efforts by people you would never expect. So stories like that, like a little girl coming out of nowhere, Stepping in front of a gun in front of her friend. You serious? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy tough. I, I love hearing that type of thing. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts regarding the shooter? And regarding this whole travesty? I think that even though he may have had, like, anger issues and stuff like that, I think it, it came from somewhere else. Like, I, I think he could have been high or on drugs or something like that. That is a very good... Point. I don't say something like, you know, it's because of that, but. I just don't understand what would make a person go to a school. It is hard to understand that. That's the thing that I'm so disgusted with because I'm like, this is what I feel like. And I get frustrated because this is not a thing. I feel like there's lines in the sand, right? Like before you don't mess with kids. You don't mess with elderly people. You don't mess with de- developmentally disabled people. Like those are those should be lines in the sand. I feel like across the board, that you shouldn't mess with anybody. But across the board, especially those are off limits, right? And it just kills me that that is not the case. That that isn't off limits. Um, and I want to think and want to know that things like this that happened there had to be. There had to be some type something of- going on. Like yeah. if he's drunk high, that would make me feel better. But the fact that it shows like, nah, this kid was sober. Not saying that he, I don't know, there, things can come out. But when I hear about people being sober and doing this in the right mind, I'm like, are you kidding me? Especially when this too, this other thing that gets me. If it's somebody that doesn't have any prior quote unquote craziness, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he was, he has a history of skinning cats alive and burying them up to their neck and running them over with a llama or I've been watching way too many crime stuff, whatever. But like, he doesn't have a history of that. When people don't have a history of that and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, they went to junior high, they got in a couple fist fights. High school, they played varsity sports, you know, and had a girlfriend. He had worked at, you know, Wendy's. And then at 19, they shot up a school. I'm like, what? That's like, they're in the right mind. They have a proven track record of knowing right and wrong being a good citizen, and then they just do this, it's just... Yeah, another thing is that, like, what really makes me mad is that he, he knew, like, what was going to happen because Rob Elementary does take care of special people, like, special mental people. They do. They take care of special needs? Yeah. See? And the thing is, is that he might have just thought, like, oh, like, it was only 19 lives out of, like, the 200. But the thing is, is that those kids... That's trauma for them. That makes me even more disgusted. That makes me more disgusted too. And it's like the fact that the kid has to, like, trauma is not just something that happens once and then you just get too scared to do it. It's it replays over Mm -hmm. and over in your mind. And I was looking, I was watching a video and there was 
so many kids crying because their friends got shot, and they had to watch that. Like, yeah. how bad would that be if I had to watch my friend cry? I mean, not cry. Um, get shot like that. Well, I mean, you think about grown men who fight in the military, who are rough and tough on the outside. Literally, their mind is playing tricks on them, and they're doing crazy things, and they have this PTSD, and they were in the military, but they're grown. You can't imagine with a little kid, like the traumatic effects. The yeah, effects. little kids should be running around, That's what I'm saying. playing oh, with their goodness. friends outside, enjoying the summer. Yeah, full heartedly agree. Give me yeah. some good. What's some good news? I got it. This is killing me. Good news. What's some good news? Give me something good. I have basketball camp tomorrow. You do have basketball camp tomorrow. I just want to shout out. I don't know if you guys are from this area. Actually, you know what? It's going to be um, Make Yourself Unstoppable has a lot of online stuff, right? Alyssa Horn. I played, when I was in college, he played college uh, as a basketball player with me. Um, Not on the same team, of course, but we went to college together. But she's done a fantastic job building up this company from the ground up and providing kids resources online too and camps and all that stuff. I just really appreciate her. Same thing with my homeboy, Kenny Barker, 94 Foot Athletics. Same thing. He has all these resources in these camps and they're putting some good stuff out there. And so if you guys need some resources for your kids to get involved with, if you live in the Anchorage, Alaska area, or if you need some stuff online, check them out. Make Yourself Unstoppable or 94 Foot Athletics. Definitely go check those out. Um, thank you for that. Oh my goodness. It's, I don't even know how to end this. Me neither. Oh, another good thing. Yeah. My birthday's coming up. Your birthday's coming up. 13. I know. Official teenager. Official teenager. Um, Official teenager. Give some wisdom to some of the... People out there in Texas. Yeah. Stay strong. On a serious note, stay strong. I know it's like... You know what? Actually, no. Bump it. There's something else that I wanted to read. I was, you know... Oh. Facebook... My arm's dead. Creeping on some people. And this lady said something. And... I'd like, it resonated with me a little bit. She had an argument about just everything that's going on. One of the, um, I guess one of the biggest discussions, we're, we're, I'm a faith-based person, we're a faith-based family. Uh, we subscribe, we, I mean, we're Christians. One of the biggest subjects, questions, is why do good things, why did God allow good things to happen, bad things to happen to good people, right? And this lady posted on Facebook, she says, God thinks your thoughts and prayers are beep. And a lot of people were upset with her. This lady was obviously, she was a lady who was involved in like a Christian circle. Um, and someone said, hey, I think your account was hacked. And she says, nope, not at all. Sick of the thoughts and prayers and absolute lack of action. And what she was saying to go on was not necessarily um, that, God doesn't care about this, but he, the, the action part that people don't take action for. So what she's actually doing on this is she's calling out politicians. She's saying, you are sitting there, um, you know, making your comfortable wages and all that stuff saying, Oh, you know what? This is a a sad thing. Just like the Buffalo shooting. Just put some thoughts and prayers and figure out a way to, um, make this better. And there's some obvious ways for them to push to make it better or to make it harder. 
and particularly just like the the gun laws. Now, I'm not saying to get rid of people's guns or make guns illegal or whatnot. I don't really have a a voice on on that. I don't I don't I don't I'm not strong enough to have a voice on that one or the other. But to make it difficult enough for people to not everybody should be able to purchase a gun. Yeah, like what? There should be. It should be hard for people to purchase. There a gun. should be some type of like I feel like a form. Oh, that... there should be tons of forms. And you know, I've lived in areas and understand that it's if you wanted to get a gun, you can figure out how to get a gun. Anybody can figure out how to get a gun, right? So it's not going to stop anybody from getting a gun, but it's going to make it harder for people to go into a store and purchase a gun, mm-hmm. right? It's going to, you know, because I mean, our local Fred Myers even sells guns. Like it's not that hard. Yeah, and Fred Myers should definitely be a sponsor, but neither here nor there. It's easy to get a gun. Yeah. Way too easy to get a gun. Um, but I am with that lady that we do need to have people actually doing things to do more things, right? Not just sit there and, oh, let's just pray about it. Let's just figure this out. I'm a Christian. I should just pray and put my you thoughts. You I feel like some of the family should open up GoFundMe pages. That definitely should happen. People should, you know, they should figure out how to figure out, you know, how to support the family somehow. We have, you know, money going out. And helping people for ridiculous stuff. This is something as a community that their community should surround them with. But we should definitely figure out how to to help them out. But I don't know what it is or what conviction that you have specifically. Not just talking about you, but even our listeners. Um, but don't just stop the conviction with a thought and a prayer. Like if your conviction calls for action, take the action. No matter what the action is, maybe you have to figure out some policy and procedures or you have to knock on some doors or send some emails or whatever it is, whatever action you have, don't just let it stop with a thought or a prayer because come on now, that's literally not, not doing anything. Yeah. Thank you for thinking of me. Right. Like, thank you so much, but do some more. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever that is, one of the things I was going to say, the thing that I cannot stand, you want me to stop? No, come on. This is a different subject, but when I see Christians, go out to abortion clinics and they kneel down and just sit there and and that kills me when I see Christians talking about pro-life, but yet they don't do anything for, um, the issues that people have after birth when it comes to like, Oh, there's kids that need to be adopted. There's, you know, people who need adopted that actually need funds. Why don't you help with that? Or, you know, there's, you know, these organizations who are caring for kids who are in these orphanages Things like that. Like, I'm like, there's so much action to do than just sit there with your thoughts and your prayers. Right. Like, yeah. So people, like, I mean, I'm against abortion too, but you have to think about people's, like, you have to put yourself on people's feet. Like, I I can't stand when people are like, you, you shouldn't do this or, like, criticize someone for doing something. You don't know, like, what you, that is. You definitely don't know what that is, and you don't know where they're coming from. They could be coming from somewhere that's when I went to back to New York and I was just kind of reminded of, you know, not just some of my family, but what some people are coming from, they're coming from a completely different perspective than you, right? You being raised here and the way that we raise you with the things that you have access to, it's completely different. They don't have the same mindset as you because they can't see the same way you see even though there's people on social media that they can see, oh yeah, this person was successful and they literally can't see it because there's a blinder on there because their family 
and their their surroundings and their community and their environment has them stuck in an area. And it's a psychological thing. It's hard to get out of that. And we put too much pressure and say, oh, people should just figure it out. And it's not that. There's way more. You don't know where people are standing at. You don't know where, you know, the seat they're coming from, the path that they're coming from. But there's a lot that goes into all that. Yeah. One thing that in closing this is I really appreciate with you is you have sympathy and empathy. You're able to feel and put your shoes in somebody else's um, position. That's a thing that seems to be more uncommon these days. So as your father, I'm proud of you for being able to do that. But I hope you don't lose that, that skill, be able to do that. You feel me? Did I just say you feel me? I haven't said that in literally like 15 years. All right. This is the end of the episode. You feel me?